from the beginning of the year up to this, this day, it, it is time for us to actually reflect on the goodness of God in our life. You know, our brother was sharing with us this morning during the Sunday school, uh, sorry, during the workers' meeting, and he was talking about self-reflection, self-reflection, to reveal where you are. And by the grace of God, I'm, I'm going to talk about something related this morning as well, which is about where are you? Where are you? But before you go into that, I want us to just have that self-reflection of what we have been through you know, from the beginning of the year. It's always good to take stock, to take stock of where you are in any event that you go through, whether you are in school or you are at work or you are on a journey, you know, you want to reflect on what had happened. And this year is a time of reflection as well to see what has happened to us throughout the year. You know, you want to review so that we can challenge ourselves for the future. That's one reason why we have to review our, our lives. We can challenge ourselves for the future. Even the Lord, when he created the heaven and the heart, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 31, he reflected on all that he did. And he said, he saw everything. And said, what? It was very good. Because he revealed all that he had done. And the moment of reflection, of review, can also help us when you take stock to know what is missing. So that you can plug those things or you can run after what is missing in our lives. Praise the Lord. In the book of Luke, 20, Luke 2, 41 to 47, if you can read it, I appreciate that. You know, Luke 2, 41 to 47, the Bible says about Lord Jesus Christ and his parents, they went to Jerusalem. So now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days, as they returned, the child Jesus started behind in Jerusalem. Unknowingly, and Joseph and his mother knew not of it. But they supposed him to have been in the company when the day's journey, and they sought him among their king's folk and acquaintances. I mean, they, they tried to take stock of what had happened. You know, they were looking for the boy Jesus. You know, and when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem, and they seek him, and they eventually found him. Where they found him? In the temple. So they took stock of what happened on that journey, and they reflected and said, ah, Jesus is not here. He's missing. And they went back looking for him, and they found him. And I pray as you reflect on this year, any missing thing in your life, God will lead you to it in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. So we, we, it's good for us to reflect as well on what we have been looking at from the beginning of the year as a church. We said we want to lay new foundations. The year we said is our year of new foundations. And we took our scripture from the book of First Corinthians 3. 1 Corinthians 3, 9 to 11. That's where we took our scripture from. If you can give me that in the King James Version, that would be good. 1 Corinthians 3, 9 to 11. See, for we are laborers together with God. We are God's building according to the grace of God which is given unto me as a wise master builder. I have laid the foundation, 
and another builded thereon. But let every man take heed how he build thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is what? Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, a stubble, no matter what it is, no matter what it is to use to build upon it, it is irrelevant. What is relevant is that foundation that has been laid in Jesus Christ. So every man's works shall be made manifest. There will be a day of stock taking. For the day shall declare it. Because it shall be refilled by fire. And the fire shall try every man. According to his work. Praise the Lord. No. Verse 13 says that. He says every man's work shall be made manifest. That means that there will be a day of reckoning. Praise the Lord. So for the beginning of the world, we are looking at foundations. We started by looking at foundation of faith. What is the foundation of our faith? And have you, have you reviewed back based on those teachings? What is the foundation of your faith? You have heard that message. The foundation of our faith. What is the foundation of your faith? Have you reviewed it and reflect on it? And say, am I in faith today because my parents are Christians? Is it something I'm convinced about? Or is it something I'm just telling along? Have you reflected on that message and, and ask yourself, where am I really in faith? Am I in faith because People around me are in faith and then I follow along. Or because I just need to do what others are doing. Particularly for the teenagers or children amongst us. Are we in faith? Are we Christians today because our parents are Christians? Are we in church because our parents are in church? Are we in church because we know that God desires us to be here and we love God? Because if you are in church because your parents are here, then if you go to college, will you be interested as well in going to church? If you are not at home, will you be interested in going to church? Ask yourself that question. Challenge yourself. Even as adults, as adults today, are we in church because of association? Or if they say, ah, we didn't see you in church, you don't want anybody to call you and ask you, why are you not in church? Let me just go so that they won't call me. Is your faith by conviction or by association? Association with other people around you or your parents or your friends. So when we share that message, what I expect us to review, to reflect on, is what is the foundation of my faith? Can it stand the test of time? 
Can it change with my environment? Can my environment influence my faith? If I'm not in Calgary today, am I going to be interested in being in the midst of the people of God? That foundation is it standing on the solid rock before you cross over to the new year. Ask yourself that question. Praise the Lord. What kind of foundation is your faith standing on? Driven by the need to meet, to make others happy, or driven by the need for you to really relate with your God? It's very, very important. Not only for the, for the youth among us, even for the adults among us. What is the foundation of your faith? Praise God. What is the foundation of the law we share as well? What is the foundation of your law? Jesus asked Peter, do you love me more than this? And that statement will make more meaning to us if we reflect back on how did Jesus meet Peter? He met Peter when he lacked nothing. When he was like a failure and he was giving up. And at that time, Jesus came to his boat and said, draw the nets. And he caught so many fishes. And I was like, wow, I better follow this man. I better follow this man. And when he was asking, do you love me more than this? What were they doing? They were eating what? Fish again. And he was asking him, is it all about these fishes? Or is it just more than this? Do you love me more than this? Praise the Lord. Your love affair, your relationship with your spouse, for example, what is it based on? Those are the kind of questions we should be asking ourselves all the time. What is that relationship based upon? If that condition is not there, if that what is based upon is not there again, will you still love your spouse? If, for example, as a man, you love your spouse because, ah, ah, when I see her, I see a flat tummy, very flat tummy. Ah, you need to see her. But what if after two or three children and the tummy is no longer flat <laughs> and you are telling her that you must make it flat again? Is that the basis of your love? Or you marry the man because his, his, his biceps, what do they call it? Six packs. I show him very well. He can see the six packs. And suddenly it becomes like me. Praise the Lord. And the six pack is overlapping over each other. Will you still love him? Will you still love him? Or will you put pressure on him or her? Now you need to look the way you look before. Praise the Lord. What is the foundation of the love we show to each other? If those things are not there, if the man has been providing money all this time, no, somebody shared a testimony with me recently. It's not, it's not, don't let me call it testimony. It's, it's an experience he had. He had. Lost his job. He has been providing for the family. And suddenly, he doesn't have money to provide for the family again. 
and the wife told him. This is a true love story. It's not a fiction. The wife told him, if you cannot provide for this family, you cannot eat in this house. It's not fiction. It's a true love story. Not in Kotangura, in this Kagri. If you cannot provide for the family, you cannot eat in this house again. She works, but she's not ready to use his, her own money to feed the husband. And the husband started cooking by himself. But this is, this is marriage of not 10 years, 16 years marriage. The man has been providing for all these years. But single point that he had, no job. Then the truth started coming about the relationship. What is the foundation of the love that we share with each other? If the condition change, you need to change. What is the foundation of a joy? What gives you joy? What gives you joy? We share that as well during the, during the, during the year. What gives you joy? What, where do you derive your joy from? Is it based on what you have? If those things are not there again, what will happen to your joy? The Bible says that the blessing of God make it rich. And what? And have no sorrow to it. If the, if the enemy knows, if the devil knows that this is what gives you joy, this is what makes you happy, he will give you those things, but we have another thing to eat. And you carry it along. If money you want, I give you money. But something go, something go with that money. Praise the Lord. But when God gives you joy, there's nothing that can steal away that joy from you. Praise the Lord. The foundation of joy, what is it? What is the foundation of your peace? What's it based upon? And also that the thing we look at during the course of the year. And it's good for us to ask ourselves, where are you? Where are you in those areas of topical area we look at? Where are you? Where are you in your love life? Where are you in your joy? Where are you in your faith? Where are you? And that's the question that, you know, the Lord asked Adam in Genesis 3. I, I, I think I've shared this with some of, some of us that have been here before. But it's good for us to repeat this particular teaching. Where are you? As you reflect, as you reflect on the foundation, the foundation that you are building, where are you? Genesis 3, verse 8. And they hear the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden of the, of the, in the cool, day, cool of the day. And Adam and his wife eat themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where are thou? And he said, I heard a voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked. And I hid myself, and he said, Who told you that thou was naked? Has thou eaten of the tree? Where have I commanded thee that thou should not eat? And the man said, 
the woman who that gave it to be with me, she gave me all the tree, and I did it. We are asking ourselves this question this morning. Where are you? The foundation of your faith, where are you? Where are you even spiritually? Where are you spiritually? You know, the best way you can answer that question is when you know where you are and you know where you are going to. Or where it's supposed to be. If you don't know where you are, you may not be able to answer where are you now. If you don't know where you are, spiritually, for example, where you are at the beginning of the year, you don't be able to know where you are now, spiritually. So in the school this morning, we are looking at how to do what? Meditate on the word of, effectively on the word of God. And we are talking about that was a time that is supposed to be what? Taking make. And that's a time that was supposed to be what? Cracking bones. That's an interval. And you can ask ourselves, where am I? Am I still taking make or am I cracking bones now? Where are you spiritually? Where are you economically? Where are you economically? Was it the way you were at the beginning of the year? You are now, you know, financially. Praise the Lord. So God has a question, where are you? And there are so many lessons we can learn from that question. God, God is interested in your position, in your relationship with him. God asked that question not because he didn't know where Abraham was, but he wanted Abraham to answer himself where he was. Praise the Lord. Where are you spiritually? If, for example, you, you, you have a time of fellowship with God before, do you see a time of fellowship now? Do you see a time of fellowship now? If you have been studying maybe one hour a day before the word of God, are you still studying one hour a day before now? Praise the Lord. God is interested in knowing where we are because he wants to know our spiritual head. The book of Revelations, Revelations chapter 2. Revelation chapter 2, from 2 to 5. I think I'm reading this from the message translation, if you can use the translation for us. It shows how God talked about the church. The church in Ephesus. The Lord was asking the question. Was telling them how he sees them. Revelation 2 to 5. He said, I see what you have done. Your hard, hard work. Your refusal to quit. So can you ever show it, please? Revelation 2 to 5. Or message translation. I know you can't so much evil that you will out apostolic pretenders. I know your persistence. Your courage in my cause that you never wear out. But you walk away from your first love. You walk away from your first love. Why? What's going on with you anyway? Do you have any idea how far you are falling? That's God asking the question to the church of Ephesus. To turn back, recover your dearly, dear. Love 
No time to waste, for I'm well on my way to removing your light from the golden circle. Your light will not be removed in the name of Jesus Christ. I repeat, your light will not be removed in the name of Jesus Christ. So it's very important for you to ask yourself that question. Where am I spiritually? Specifically. Where am I spiritually? Am I still strong spiritually? Or am I weak spiritually? God is interested to know. That was why he was able to respond to Satan when he was asking him, where are you? Satan said, I'm growing around the whole heart, looking for who to devour. You know, and so say, have you considered my servant Job? There's no one like him, Lance. Because he know where he was. He know he knew his state. God wants to know the state of your heart. Your state in your relationship with him at all times. That question is also important because, you know, Adam was not able to respond. The reason why he was hiding himself was because he was not proud of where he was. What was going, through, what was going on in his life? He was not proud of it. Are you proud of what's going on in your life? Spiritually now, specifically. Spiritually, are you proud of where you are? The challenge for all of us. Praise the Lord. It's good for you to know where you are in those areas as well because the devil is interested. The devil wants to know where you are. He wants to know when you can strike. I would say he goes around seeking who he will devour. That is the number one objective. To see an opportunity to strike. Moses is like a roaring lion seeking who will devour. And I would say we should be careful. We should not break the hedge so that the serpent will not bite. But every single opportunity you give the devil, it will strike. That's why you need to reflect on the time. Where am I spiritually? Praise the Lord. The devil wants to strike. So you should be conscious of it. There's a place the devil wants to be. He wants to be in a place where he can, he can corner you down and strike there. He's looking for that weak, weak moment. The weak point you have that you can use to strike. The devil, you know, tried to kill uh, David with bear. He couldn't kill him. With lion, he couldn't kill him. He brought Goliath. He couldn't kill him. But he, one day, he took him to the top of his palace. And he was where he was not supposed to be. And the devil struck. Praise the Lord. And till today, there was a cause placed on the house of David. God said, what? Sword will not depart from your house. Just because he was careless, the devil sucked the opportunity. One day, it made a difference. There are many people that, you know, one single mistake has been the opportunity they would need to destroy them. You will not fall into trouble with the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. The devil is not the only one interested. Even the world wants to know where you are. Praise the Lord. I want to tell somebody that it is not everybody that asks you, How are you? that wants you to say, I am good. Do you agree with that? 
Somebody, somebody who are asking you, how are you? Not because they want you to say, I'm well. But the, the, the world wants to know where you are. People may call you from home and say, how are you doing? Not because they want to say, ah, I'm doing well. But I pray that good news will come out from your household in the name of Jesus Christ. It's a place they want it to be. It's the place the world wants to be as well. If you remember the story of Daniel, in Daniel chapter 6, the Bible says that you know, Daniel refused to bow to the king's idol. And the king put him in prison. Not only in prison, he threw him to where? The lion's den. The expectation is that by the morning he was gone. And the, God, the king came in the morning. Early in the morning. Because the king could not sleep. Early in the morning, the king came and said, Daniel, servant of who? The living God. Is the God that you serve, has he been able to deliver you from the hands of the lion? He was not expected to hear a voice and lift up your hand. Where the world do not expect to, 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 to speak, God will give you voice. In the name of Jesus. He was not expecting. Actually, the king was not expecting a response. That was when he could not sleep. And Daniel answered. Say, oh, ye king, live forever. Say, for my God, who I am serving. Hey, for the God who you serve will deliver you. Amen. See, for the God who I'm serving, send an angel in the night and shut the mouth of the lion. Amen. Who is that lion when you have the lion on the top of Judah with you? Let me read it. I promise it. I will say it at daybreak. Message translation. At daybreak. Message, please. Daniel 6, 1923. Daniel 6, 1923. See, at daybreak, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. As he approached them, he called out anxiously, Daniel, servant of the living king, as your God, whom you serve so loyally, save you from the lions. Daniel responded, O king, live forever, said Daniel. My God sent his angel who closed the mouth of the lion so that they would not hurt me. I have been found innocent before God and also before you. O king, I have done nothing to harm you. Praise the Lord. That was Daniel's testimony. The desire of the enemy was for him to not to see the next day. But God was with him. God will be with you. In the name of Jesus Christ. If you read the rule of Acts as well, you saw, you know, they, they put Peter and James, they put them in, in prison. I would say that they, they lay hands on the other disciple and when the king saw that they were happy with it, the people were happy with it, he lay hands on James and put them in prison and said, with the hope that the next day, what will happen? He will kill them. 
Bible says that the prayer was made. They praised God on their behalf. And that night, there was a shaking. And they were released from prison. Defiantly. The Lord Jesus Christ, they put him on the sepulchre. The people that, that connived to do that said to the to Herod, let it not be that the error that we have made before will be worse than the error we will make later. Let's make sure that there is a guard. Let's put a seal there. Nobody, let them be watching him so that the apostle will not come and call him later and say, ah, he has risen. Because we hear that he said before, after three days, he's going to rise. But that is what God wants to do. Nobody can stop it. So they put a watcher there to watch over the place. They load the place up. Pharaoh say, anything you want to do, go and do it. But yet they could not stop him from rising. They could not stop him from rising. I say concerning you, what God wants to do in your life, nobody will stop it. As you go to the year 2019, the year of restoration, God will restore your pride. It will restore your marriage. It will restore your home. It will restore your career. In the name of Jesus. But that is the plan of God. Anything contrary, any statement contrary to that, it will come to nothing in the name of Jesus Christ. So where are you today, brethren? Are you where God wants you to be? Are you where the devil wants you to be? The place where he wants to be is where he can live with you. He had a fellowship with Adam and Eve. And that was why he was looking for them. Now where are you? Do you have that fellowship with him today? Do you have that relationship with him? Where were you at the beginning of the year spiritually? Can you say confidently that you are still there today? Or have you lagged back? Are you struggling in your relationship with him? May the Lord strengthen you in the name of Jesus Christ. I want us to rise up. 